This, this is the Kristen and Knight podcast. Kristen and Knight podcast. Fueled by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24-7. On Mix 106.3. Friends, after 17 seasons playing uh, rugby league at the highest level, Sia Soliola has announced his retirement from I the know. Raiders. And it's just... I don't know how he became a fan favourite, but well, he I'm just sure he did. did it, he did it by being Sia Soliola. Yeah. And, and just been, turning up and going, hey, on, I'm Sia. He's been a fan favourite for a long period of time. And I don't know, it was just really sad news to yeah. hear that he's retiring. Uh, I don't know. Was it something that behind the scenes uh, everybody knew about? I was kind of a bit shocked tonight. I, I literally stopped at the corridor this morning and went, oh. Yeah. That was the exact noise I made. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, don't want, I, I like him. He should mm. stay. And look, who better to tell us what the hell's going on in mm. the Green Machine camp uh, than honorary member of the Raiders team? <laughs> it's Raider Nick, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Good morning, guys. Hi, Mate. how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Just doing the lockdown thing. Just got the daughter ready. And um, yeah, just basking in the afterglow of what a great career C.S. Soliola had for us. He. Mm. Tell you what, guys, he's a comet, a, a person that only comes around every 2,000 years. He's oh. Beautiful analogy, one, mate. One of, that, one, one of those guys that just gets it, gets life, gets gets the game, yeah. but also got off the game as well. And we're lucky to have him as a Raider, mm. but not just as a Raider. We're fortunate to have him as a Canberran mm. roaming around in our community. He was just an absolute legend. Yeah. And, uh, and having said that, we all know what his feats were. Uh, a guy that would go and, and feed the homeless in the morning. Yep. He's not worried about the the cameras or the stories he would do no. it out of his own big heart and I think <clears throat> I, I, I said to him yesterday I've got a feeling that his best work's yet to come Ooh, he's okay. now work in the, he's going to now work in the welfare space to the Raiders and I, don't, I, don't think, I just think the NRL will see that and he'll probably end up working with the NRL as well well, see, he there's the thing, Nick. I, when I heard the story of Sia, my, my first thought was, okay, I, I'm willing to accept that he may or may not be playing rugby league for the Raiders anymore. Mm. But what will he be doing? Will we, as a, as a nation's capital, still have some Soliola magic in the air? Yeah. Absolutely. Because oh, it good. was he's so influential. And I think Ricky Stewart will always say this to you in person, that the day he signed the... Ca- uh, the day the day he signed Sia uh, Soliola mm. was the day the culture changed at the Canberra Raiders, and he wow. was a huge part of uh, Ricky coming here and changing the whole face of the Raiders where we were. And obviously, we've had some some success. And, and like you said, there when, when you see someone retiring, especially after so long, mm. you get a little melancholy. Yeah, but with yeah. Sia, you just know he's still going to be around. Yeah, I feel like we're just going to run into him, you know, in various places around town. He'll go, "There's Sia doing good things." I know, and Nick, yeah. you know, when you are sorry to interrupt, but when you are an elite sports person, we hear this a lot. You know, um, whether it's in swimming, whether it's in running, a whole range of different sports. When you've dedicated yourself for so long to that elite level, stepping away is really hard because um, you know a lot of your identity is wrapped up in playing that sport. Behind the scenes, what is Sia like? Is he sad? Is he okay? Sia, when he talks about identity, he knows exactly who he is mm. and he knows exactly what he needs to do. Like, he's he's, he's a great family man. He's raised, uh, he's helped raise three beautiful children. He's, he's one of those guys, I think the ultimate compliment you can get, and you guys will probably know this in some, some stance, when you've got a bit of a profile... People come up to you and they feel like they they know you, mm. and it's not just from what they see through the poster. It's what they see through how you express yourself in the community. And Sia's 
every 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 door he walks through, he's himself, and he's just a really calm guy, and he's really good with the fans. He gives time to the fans. He goes and has coffee with the fans, and the fans just feel a part of it. He just yeah. makes people feel a part of it, and they just get juiced by knowing Sia. And you, and you ask anyone what, who who your favourite player was, mm. and it was Sia Soliola. It is. Had, and he's just, a, he's just, a, he's just, a, he's one of those guys you have to just bring home to your parents. I tell you, he's a guy that <laughs> we've, we've interviewed him post game at Raiders on Mix, and he'll he'll thank the sponsors for us, you know. Oh and, my and that's god, just gold. Yeah. he just gets it. He just gets it. He he walks in, and he's that kind of guy as well on on the field where they call that his nickname was Uncle Uncle Sia. You know, they mm. all saw him as this big uncle, this wise old man that's that's been there before. But he's also that kind of guy if you were being a little bit silly. Uh, or maybe even through a bad pass, he just gave you that look, and it wasn't a oh. look of disapproval. It was a look of, you know what, you can do better than that. Yeah. yeah. And that's all you yeah. needed with C, and that was so infectious. Powerful. That was so powerful, you're right. And mm. They'll miss him, they'll miss his presence, but like we said, it's not, it's, not a, it's not the end. It's, no. I think it's a new beginning for him. He'll still be around, and we'll see some, and he's true. You know, he had a great career on the field, but I think is destined for greatness off the field as well. So oh, wonderful. Beautiful. And, well, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be great times for him and his family, and he'll still be around. He'll still be a Canberra. Mm-hmm. At some point today, Nick, I insist that, uh, I mean, you've already probably taken care of this, but uh, every every Canberran, take a moment at some point today. Mm. Uh, spare a thought for Sia. Yeah. Uh, raise a glass to him, maybe raise a chocolate milk, whatever you feel yeah. like at the time. Uh, tip your head, thank him for his service, mm-hmm. and, uh, and know that we'll see him around the place. Nick, thank you so much for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Anytime, guys. There you go. We're going to... That's good. That makes me feel better. I'm not going to do any jokes about saying see ya to Mr. Soliola either at the end of that. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Oh! Oh, oh. Sounds like the Kristen and Knight podcast. Sounds like Mix 106.3. A conversation that we've continued to have right throughout the show, and I'm going to plant the seed and you can come back to us after 8 o'clock. How do you know who is the hip, hip, hooray guy? No, no, specifically the hip, hip guy. Yes. When well, it comes yeah. to hip, hip, hooray. Because yeah, yeah, the guy who leads the hip, hip, hooray. You've got to say hip, if there's, no one yells out hip, hip. Exactly. Then there's no hooray, is there? Who do you, Who is that person? How do you know? Join the discussion after eight. The debate will rage. Uh, Right now, though, Kristen, a lot of talk, a lot of discussion around the nation's capital directed at this. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know. Yep. Travel bubble, will I? We hope so. We're going to get to go places at some point. We know that. Everyone's talking Mm -hmm. about it. We hope it's December. That has led to me uh, bringing to your attention, Kristen, um, uh, details of a woman I saw over in the States who who packs for holidays mm. like, and I don't mean I don't mean to be rude, but the woman's clearly a sociopath. <laughs> um, she packs each outfit for each day in its own individual bag and yep. writes the day of the week on the front of it. Okay. So there's be a little bag that says Monday, and that'll be mm. Monday's outfit. Mm. And I'm already freaking out. But not only <laughs> you say not only is this a good idea, but you've taken it a step further. I don't, yeah, look, this you? is this is very unique because I've only ever done it once. But right. when I went overseas for Meghan and Harry's wedding, I mean, it was a unique scenario because I was with a group of Canberra women and we had a hoot. I'm sure that everybody knows and yeah. have heard about it. But Oh, uh, yeah, we've, um, we've heard. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, Sunrise followed us as well and we had lots of different days and mornings where we'd go off and do, um, you know, BBC, Good Morning Britain and a whole range of different things. So my outfits were, like, needed to be on point, oh, first God. of all, and they also needed to be different. 
So not only did I <laughs> shop specifically for that trip to make sure that I had all of these different outfits, <laughs> I did a spreadsheet. <laughs> so I um. actually did a spreadsheet of on what day, what events did we have and put all of my outfits in the spreadsheet. I printed it off. It was colour-coded. Kate Rice is going to be losing her mind in the newsroom at the moment. And I had it. I packed it as well in my travel case. Um. So I knew So I knew what I had to wear when. <laughs> and look, that was next level. I don't obviously do that for every single trip. That was a specialty trip. Okay. But if but if you're going away, and let's just say you're going somewhere really exotic for you know a couple of weeks or whatever, you, you'll you definitely <laughs> you'll definitely have all of your outfits packed together. Um. Okay, so we weren't going to do this. Mm. This wasn't going to be a phone topic. Mm. But just quickly. Oh no! On six two four two one zero six three. I don't need to hear from other people that I'm crazy. No, 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 no. No, we're we're well past that. <laughs> You're listening to the Kristen and Knight podcast, Mix 106.3. You've no doubt heard the expression, someone at some point will have said to you throughout your life, you know, until you ask me that question, I've never really thought about it. Yeah. And never has that been more true than this morning, friends, Mm -hmm. as we discuss the topic that's ground the nation's capital to a screeching halt. Mm -hmm. Who gets to be the hip hip person at the end of happy birthday? And how do you know? Because Who it, that is. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very complex system of, of singing the song and then doing the hip hip and the hooray. Mm-hmm. And I, in my personal experience, Kristen, it has never failed. I have never, mm. I've never got to the end of a happy birthday song in a group of people and had just awkward silence where somebody forgot to yell out hip hip. Agreed. It always happens, but there doesn't seem to be a hard and fast rule. No. We're trying to narrow it down with John and Greenway. Uh, say good morning. John, good morning. Morning. As a rough guesstimate, how many birthdays do you reckon you've been to in your life? Uh, too many. Yeah. Good answer. Same. Yeah. Are you a hip hip guy? Uh, I am. One Are you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the other six times or several other times that we go to a birthday party, right. it's normally my dad. Your dad. Okay. Oh. But- so the theory is it's got to, You've got to be the the, the dad. Yeah, so in in my in my life, it's always been my dad, right. except for his own birthday where it falls on me. Oh, so that's the one time every year that you have to do it because obviously he can't do that for himself. Mm. Because if you oh. yell out hip hip at your own birthday, well, then you don't have any friends after that. They, <laughs> they'll just leave you. Um, yeah. So once a year because dad. So can't, okay. So John, is it is it just an unspoken rule in your family that it's that dad always does the hip hip? Have you gotten together and said now everybody shut your mouth? This is dad's job. Um, no, because dad enjoys it. Yeah. 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 And, okay, and, and you just know. He just he knows. I mm. think that's it. I yeah, think we just know. It must be an instinctive thing, John and Kristen. It must be mm. if you are that person, you know you're that person, and yeah. then. Maybe there are uh, hormones in the air mm. that everyone else picks up on, and they know as well that, that it's not their turn this time. <laughs> no, we no. Dad's just loud. Dad's just loud. <laughs> He's the Uncle Steve of the group. <laughs> even, if, even if someone else tries to cut in, he will be louder. Just yeah. Plow over the okay. Top of yeah. Okay. So maybe in your family, everyone's actually saying "hip hip," but you can only hear your dad. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely possible. Uh, John, the more we talk about this, the mm. more confused I'm getting, same. but the more I'm enjoying it at the same time. <laughs> Thank yep. you so much for joining our discussion. You're welcome, guys. And have a wonderful day. Yep. Oh.
I mean, what happens? I was going to say to John, what happens when he's at work? And his dad's not at work. I feel like then Does he get then confused? Then Does just, he, he takes a sick day? <laughs> is it the highest ranked person in the office? Do you take a sick day? Is it the class clown? Who is it? I think I'm just going to take a sick day. Sounds like the Kristen and Knight podcast. Sounds like Mix 106.3. I nearly didn't get through the headline I read yesterday, Kristen, that said man shares dating advice that's mm. been... that's And I sort of just started to tune out immediately. Why did you go not for me? Well, I just... I, I don't want to hear someone's dating advice that's been passed down from what? From his mate Jim? Mm. From his teacher at school? What? But then the headline finished with that this dating advice had been passed down through this man's family for, and I quote, generations. Are you thinking of and getting I, back in the game? No. Aren't but you? it did. I, I was intrigued. I, uh, th- that's what caught my eye. I'm like, mm. hang on. You've had dating advice in your family for generations? Yeah. And like you talk about it? You yeah. hand it down? I mean, okay. f- for, for a few years, you know, a couple of years worth of advice maybe, but generations worth. Who has dating advice that spans generations? Well, this guy Tell does. You what, better be good. Uh, well, it's, it's actually a brilliant idea. Okay. And it might seem brutally simple when you actually say it out loud, but this this is the thing that's been going on in this guy's family since his great-grandparents were around. And they it was their thing back in those days, in the I think back in the 1800s even, they refused to become engaged or even talk seriously about getting married to each other and spending the rest of their lives together until they had done one very important thing. And that Oh, thing, here we go. No, it's not that. Although I would say. highly recommend that too, because <laughs> if that's not working, well, nothing's going to work. But uh, I, I agree. Um, what his what his advice is is before you marry someone, mm. always, 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 always go on a good length holiday with them. Oh, travel with that person for at least, and I quote, a fortnight. Not not just for a weekend down the oh. bay. Pack up your life, get on the road with that person, and spend two weeks in a different place yep. where you are daily faced with challenges like navigation and negotiating mm-hmm. prices with people and do we have enough food where are we going to do yep. if you can if you can spend 2 weeks together mm. come out the other side of that and still mm. be together you will have learned so much yep. about that other person and how they how they react under stress how they behave in certain conditions mm-hmm. that you would never have seen unless you went on a holiday with them oh. is that like it sounds so simple when you say it but the more you think about that, the, the more it's like, that is some of the most brilliant advice I think I've ever heard. It really is. It really is. But also tricky because it means that you're running the risk of going on the holiday and breaking up on the holiday. Well, better that than, you know, then you have to give them half your stuff three oh, years yeah. later. Oh, yeah, yeah, very true. You pay the whole wedding thing. Yeah. Well, but you've heard of those. off the helicopters <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and he's walked out, you know? But you've heard of those couples, right? That get two days in and then go, nah, sorry, like yeah, exactly. this isn't this isn't working. And then, what what do you do? Do you continue on the holiday? Then one of you gets on a Kentucky bus and the other one goes home. <laughs> I think is the advice. But yeah, I think it's good advice. And it's excellent advice. And I'm mm. sure you were thinking there was going to be something more tongue in cheek there, but uh, uh, take that what you will, friends. Yeah, never marry someone until you've been on a two week vacation with them. You're welcome. That was the Kristen and Knight podcast. Filled by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24-7. On Mix 106.3.